Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. Joe DeLeon, Ryan Roberts with a Ryan Roberts that is in Texas right now at the All-American game. We're going to be breaking down two very talented linebackers in this class. One, uh, I think, significantly uh, more talented than the other and is going to get drafted a lot higher than the other. But nonetheless, we're going to be doing a scouting report for Trenton Simpson and Diane Henley on today's episode. Ryan, before we get into it and before I do the read, how is Texas, brother? How, how's the uh, the All-American game for the top high school prospects going so far? Joe, I would say this, man. These kids are just getting bigger and more athletic every day. <laughs> it is absurd, man. I'm seriously, man. I'm watching these defensive linemen like Keon Keeley's out here, dude. Like mm. that dude is six six with vines and has no bad weight on him. Like it's just silly. Brandon Vernon from Notre Dame is 275 pounds and he has a six pack. Like, what am I watching right now where like these dudes are just made on a different planet? It, you, if we think we're watching some freaks in the 2023 NFL draft class, man, just wait until like 2027 when these guys are coming out. It's just these I just get bigger and stronger and faster every single year. It's absurd. You sent me a picture of Brennan Vernon, and I can assure you the guys in my recruiting class back in 2016, there were not a lot of guys that were built like Brennan Vernon, man. And it's, I'm, hey, man, this is a draft show. When we get to their class and we talk about those dudes, I am willing to bet we are going to be losing our mind over some of those guys that you're in person to see. What would that be, 2027? That yeah, we'd, be, I, we'd be watching those guys? Yeah, because they'll be freshmen in 2023, so 2023, 2024. Well, they might be 2025 kids, I guess, technically. Oh, my God, that well, hurts no, my no, head. No, no, no. They would be 20. <laughs> no, no, no. So they would be the following year. So be 2026 kids. Uh, third, year, so, third year players would be 2026. I'll say this, Joe. Outside of seeing some great football players, I've already had some tremendous barbecue so far. Going to get good. some talk. Going to get some tacos here very soon because San Antonio, obviously, is very well known for tacos. So going to do some tacos tonight. It's getting some good food so far, man. There's a Ruth Chris Steakhouse in my hotel, but it's it's on Blaine's time, so I don't know if that would be a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, you're you're there for the you got to get one one steak in, even if it's on your own pay, you know your own paycheck. I, I, I feel I feel like if I'm in Texas though. I probably should. If yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, don't go to Ruth Chris. Don't yeah, go to, go to, Chris. Go to a go nicer steakhouse, you know, where they have like smoked yeah. sirloin and such. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Send me pictures when you go. But we're we're transitioning our focus back here to the 2023 class. We're gonna break down these two linebackers. If you're watching on video, go check out both scouting report episodes. If you're listening on it on audio. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. I just want to remind you folks about Bet Online, which remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports, especially with the national championship coming up. Make sure you're betting on that. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite leagues and events. Head to bet online to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code believe to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts. All right, Ryan, I want to start with Diane Henley from Washington state first. Uh, Cause I think Trenton Simpson is going to be 
uh, a little bit more of an exciting discussion, but Diane Henley serves a purpose for wherever he's going to end up. Big, long frame. First thing that stood out to me is how he is built as a linebacker. If you're putting a, a middle linebacker, you're putting him together in a lab, Diane Henley is exactly the guy that you're going to be piecing together the way that this guy is structured. Fantastic build. Now, athletically, wasn't super impressed. I think he moves fine for what his role is going to be, which is plopping him right in the middle of your defense. Hopefully, he doesn't need to run much further than the inside the box, but still a, a, a strong player. I had some more negatives than you did, mm-hmm. but I want to get into your thoughts on him before maybe I tear him down a little bit with some of the issues I saw with him on film. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think we both see similar I think we both see similar limitations with Diane Henley. I think you said it perfectly, Joe. I mean, first and foremost, Kid just put together a tremendous single season for Washington State because he was a Nevada transfer originally. He was pretty productive at Nevada, but he really put it together this year from a production perspective. Had a fantastic season for a Washington State defense that was pretty underrated, man. They did, did a pretty nice job, honestly, it, this past year. So he was kind of that. He was the middle guy of that group. He was the heart and soul of Washington State's defense. But I completely understand the negatives that are with him, right? He is a Mike only at the next level, which isn't – like it's not a, a death sentence, right? But in the game that how, – how it has evolved today with the – implementation of manufacturing space, you would rather have a guy that was a little more interchangeable than a Dion Henley, right? He's not ever going to be a guy that I think is going to be a plus player in coverage. But what I love about Dion is that I think that he has very good instincts at the position. I think he's a physical downhill player and very explosive in short areas. I don't think he changes direction incredibly well, but I think what he sees it gets downhill. He's got a powerful lower half. He del- can deliver some punishment when he comes to t- comes to balance as a tackler, and he's a really good interior blitzer. So he might not be a three-down player at the next level if he hits his peak, but I do think that there's a world where – he could be a starting caliber Mike on early downs and be a player that against the run is plus, can give you some interior blitz opportunities. But I do think that there are definitely some limitations as far as his ability against the pass from a traditional pass coverage perspective. So the reason why I, I think his major positives are his frame and yep. what you're talking about, the physicality that he brings to the table as a linebacker, like that stuff's great. The issues that came into play for me, and we were talking about how uh, somebody else that we respect their opinion and we talk to frequently, you talk to much more than I do, uh, that is also a scout, kind of saw the same sentiment that I did where it felt as if he was guessing at times when he was making plays and he was trying to find the football. Those guesses did work and he did have some successful games where he had high tackle totals and he had decent performances. But on the flip side of things, I saw a number of plays in the games that I watched where he was guessing and he was flowing the wrong way to the football. And to me, that's a bit of an issue. The instincts are inconsistent. Maybe it's not always a problem, but to me, I see inconsistencies with those instincts. Why I don't think I'm as high on him and I don't think he has as much starter upside unless maybe he corrects those those inconsistencies with his vision, with his instincts. Uh, That's a completely different story. I also had some problems with his inability to sometimes get off of blocks. There were a couple times where he'd get it, he'd somebody pick him up and he was out of the play. Now, I need to see a little bit more for a Mike Backer if I'm going to start him on a consistent basis, if he's going to be able to work off those blocks. That's just something, maybe it was the games that I watched that he was going up against some better offensive linemen, but those things popped up to me as well. 
I get that. I, I would say that he as a which it's kind of weird, right? Because he does have freakishly long arms for his size. I mean, he's only about 6'1", 230 pounds, but he's got 33 and a quarter inch arms, which is a healthy number for his size and a 6'7 wingspan. But I agree. I don't think that he takes on blocks incredibly well. I think he's more of a block slipper than a a guy that traditionally is a stacker and be able to get off of blocks. I think he more re-diagnoses and then hits gaps more than a guy that's going to take take a ton of contact at the point of attack. I think he can do it, but I do. I think that he trusts his kind of his eyes and then his explosiveness more than he does from a physicality perspective. But when he gets downhill, Joe, this dude's a hitter, man. And I, we, we need to, I mean, we need to also say there's a, there's a big opportunity for him from a stay power perspective to potentially be a special teamer on the next level. Right? So I'm, I'm talking about the peak of him. I think could be a starting level player in a specific role, but there is a reality where Dion Henley is nothing more than just a good backup middle linebacker, but he also has special teams experience and special mm-hmm. teams upside as well. So the ability to co- cover kicks, cover punts, and then do the dirty work inside as an inside linebacker, whether it is as a spot starter or a guy that's more of a rotational player. I think the thing that I really like about Dion Henley is I think that he has – upside to make a roster consistently. Like, I think this kid's just going to be on a roster, going to be on a roster. And I think that the NFL is going to like him a decent amount. I mean, he's gotten invited to the Senior Bowl already. I think scouts are pretty high as far as what he was able to accomplish his one year at Washington State. But I think that we can be excited about a player and still understand, and I agree with you on this Mm -hmm. sentiment, there are definitely some deficiencies, right? And there's a cap to his upside. This kid's not going to be a – you know, Pro Bowl middle linebacker. Like, that's not his upside. But as a guy that could potentially play a decent amount inside and give you upside as a special teamer, I think that there's a sticking point to a guy like a Dion Henley. Yeah, I, I, we were talking about this before we started taping. The, the special teams aspect of it for me with any linebacker, you show that capability and the willingness and, the, and all the things that he showed on tape that you'll be a good special teamer is, is always going to be valuable. With that being said, how do you see his valuation? How do you see where do you see him getting drafted? Well, because there's limitations with him from a from a play style perspective, right? He's a mic only. He's not going to be an interchangeable player that can play all over on the second level. And he's a little bit of an older player, right? He's a 60-year senior this year. So he's got he's battling age and he's battling alignment dependability on the next level. So I think that he's a early to mid day three football player, right? Like fourth round, I start thinking about it. Fifth round, be good with it. Sixth round, be elated with it, right? Like that's what I see. Definitely draftable, but I agree that there is definitely limitations. No doubt. Yeah, Ryan, I'm actually not that far off from you. So it's funny that we were talking ahead of time and I'm saying like, I'm not as big of a fan as you are, but that's actually where I I projected him. I said mid to late day three pick. This is still a draftable player. Absolutely a draftable player. But I think all those limitations that we discussed are why I'm not willing to go any higher than that. It's funny how when we have these conversations where like I'm down on a guy and you're up on a guy, but you being up on a guy is late, mid to late day three, and me being down on a guy is mid to late day three. But it seems like we're on the same page. Joe, we're trying to find value in different spots, right? Like that's the biggest thing for me. I feel like you're evaluating in a vacuum, right? Like if a guy's not a first rounder, I hate him. I don't like him, right? But (laughs) for me, I'm like, 
hey, that guy might only be a day three pick, but I think he has this type of upside for this specific role. Like that's kind of the fun part of evaluation is that you can find those gems, you can find the role players, you can find that specific niche to making a roster. So I think we're just looking at it from a little bit of a different perspective. That's all. Absolutely. Definitely have a different perspective, but I know that we're going to have a similar perspective for this next guy. Trenton Simpson from Clemson. We talked very highly of him going into the year because of how freaking talented he is, how great of an athlete he is. He actually bulked up a little bit. He looks bigger than he did last season and his listed weight on the Clemson website is higher than it was last season. So right now he's, he's listed at six foot three, 240 pounds. I think he looks at least 235 this is a much bigger player and they were having him play a little bit more inside this year it felt like but still the one thing you get with the Trent Simpson who's a very springy explosive um quick to accelerate athlete like him playing linebacker they're able to play him all over their defense he played off the edge he was an edge rusher he played in the middle of a defense he blitzed from the middle of the field he also just played as a normal Mike or Will Backer in the middle of the field and then they also sometimes bumped him out like we used to see with Isaiah Simmons where maybe he's playing a little bit in the slot he's covering guys he played all over the place and that multiplicity as a defender, as a linebacker, is so freaking valuable, which I get excited watching a guy like this, knowing the impact that he can have for a defense at the next level. And hopefully he's in a situation where it's creative enough to know how to effectively use him. And you don't just say, hey, this is a Will Backer. You're only going to play Will Backer, and we're not going to put you anywhere else. Trent Simpson's a freak show, man. Like, it's the easiest way to put it, right? Like you mentioned, 6'3", listed at 240. He was about 220, 225 last season and definitely looks in that 235-plus range. I agree with you on that. And I think he's got good length for the position, but the thing that sets him apart, Joe, and maybe we should talk about this for a second before I kind of get into my spiel, is what type of combine is this guy going to have, man? Like, oh, my I am God. Just, I, He's going to run the four threes, right? Like, I, I think he can. Like, high four threes, like four three eight or something like that at 235 pounds. Like, that's possible, right? And he's probably going to have vertical, some stupid number, broad, some stupid number. I think he might have one of the more impressive combines we have ever seen from a linebacker position, personally. See, I uh, – and I know that this might be a little bit of a reach, but I think physically with his testing numbers, like, he's got the same build as Micah Parsons – He's not as much of an edge rusher as Micah Parsons, but like I think physically he's going to test, have very similar testing numbers to Parsons, who they didn't have the combine his year. I don't remember if he had a pro day or not. He did. He ran like 439 or something like that. Yeah. Yes. So I don't think there's going to be much of a difference in terms of like physical traits. I think that they're very similar players now that he's up to 240. I don't think it's a stretch to, to say that, right? You know, you know what's the weird part about Micah Parsons, Joe, is that he's turned into such a good pass rusher despite not having long arms. If you look up his arm length, he's got like sub 32-inch arms, man. Like yeah. you would think that he's got really good length. But I think Trenton Simpson's a little bit of a longer player comparative to Micah Parsons. But I agree. I think athletically they're similar football players. Am I saying that he'll be as impactful as Micah Parsons? Not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, though, is that freak show-wise from a physical perspective – Dude has everything you look for, man. I mean, the ability for him to play that Isaiah Simmons role as kind of that display Sam in their four-two-five yeah. alignment is incredible as a as a sophomore, right? Like you saw that ability to transition in space, explode and tackle the football, play play in space a ton. It's really great stuff. The one thing though, Joe, that I'll say 
is that I think that he took a nice step forward from a traditional linebacker perspective this year because you saw glimpses of it in 2021, but you just didn't see it enough. I think he has some physicality to him. I think he has pretty good instincts for the position. But I, the one thing that I'll say this, and this is kind of a, the same impact that it had on Isaiah Simmons, is that Clemson not playing Trenton Simpson in a traditional role, playing more of a true Mike linebacker and Will linebacker for maybe multiple seasons, I think does hurt him a little bit early in his career. Yeah. We've, we've seen it with Isaiah Simmons, right? Isaiah Simmons didn't really have a home with the Cardinals early on. He's starting to play a lot better now because he's starting to really get the hang of playing that position. But I think that once, sometimes when you're that versatile move piece that can do so much, sometimes that stunts growth a little bit, right? Because they don't, you don't ask a guy to just do a specific role or play a specific position well. So Trenton Simpson's still a little bit raw as a linebacker, but all the traits are there, man. He's got physicality. He's got explosiveness. He's got everything you need, change of direction, Diagnostic skills are improving. He could be a really special player if he lands in the right situation, in my opinion. Yeah, the the one thing for me, too, sometimes when you have these crazy athletes, the instincts are frustrating. But I was impressed with his ability to navigate in traffic, to handle blockers, and then just to find the football. Like He knows how to get his hands dirty, and he knows how to make plays on the ball. And the acceleration to close and finish on the football – is what's super promising. And like, look, yeah. Ryan, I'm not going to beat around the bush. This is a top 15 pick. This is a top mm-hmm. 15 pick. If Micah Parsons goes where he does, maybe uh, we make the argument that Trent Simpson's like a hair behind him, but we had less tape on Micah Parsons to an extent because he sat out his final year. He was a little bit more of a question mark. I think we also know for a fact that Trent Simpson could be impactful early on, depending on his destination. But for me, again, top 15 pick. I think if a team needs a a plug-and-play linebacker, this should be the number one linebacker in the class, and Mm -hmm. he is going to be a fantastic, fantastic player at the next level. Yeah, we see him pretty similarly. I was going to say a top 20 pick, so we're in in the same ballpark, right? I think that the three-down ability he has, the impact he can make as a Swiss Army knife on the second level is, I mean, it's bonkers, right? In In a modern NFL game that values creating, well, manufacturing, creating space, and also manipulating space as much as you can, you don't see 235-plus pound guys that move like this, right? And they change direction like that. It is a – he's a rare athlete at the position. And I agree that the reason that I'm not – I'm not worried about the transition as much as maybe as Isaiah Simmons, for instance, is that when you see these type of athletes, Joe, that played in space a ton – the one thing about playing in space is that, yes, there is a bigger onus on being able to to close quickly, right? But you also have a lot more space. So you're working for more depth. So you have more time to read and react, right? You don't have to be a super mm-hmm. reactive player because, you know, there's, there's eye candy and you have to be able to diagnose correctly, but you have time working from depth. Working from a linebacker position, you don't have as much time, right? You have to be a little more reactionary working from the second level comparative to an overhang position. And I think that the thing that I like about Trenton Simpson is that he is pretty reactionary in the sense that he gets to balance well, you know, like he navigates traffic well. Those things are innate abilities that I think he has on the second level. So I'm right there with you, man. I think he's a top 20 football player. I think you can make an argument that he's a top 10 just talent in this class, maybe a top five talent in this class for what he does at his position. If he hits, this is an all pro and this is a superstar. If he doesn't hit, I think he's still a good football player. 
because the athleticism is just bonkers on the second level. Yeah, very, very fun player. And I think he is somebody, like we said earlier, post-combine is going to be a big name that's brought up on a reoccurring basis, but will be one of the gems of this class that we're we're just talking about is like, hey, you know, who who's going to draft Trenton Simpson? Who's going to get this freaky athlete? And we might be talking about him very highly in a couple of years, depending on the situation that he ends up in. And if maybe he's like Micah Parsons and he goes to a team that has a super creative and uh, intelligent defensive coordinator like Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. it could be lights out for whatever team gets him because you're going to get some really positive results. Well, well I think it's going to oh, go ahead. Can, Ryan. can I say yes. that Clemson West Goodwin, their defensive coordinator? Man, he's not even going to lose Trenton Simpson. He's also going to lose Miles Murphy and Tyler Davis and, and Brian, Brian Brzee and KJ Henry. Man, their front seven is being depleted this year. And Trenton Simpson yeah. obviously is among the biggest losses there, obviously. They also did not reload the same way that they did last time. So yeah. it's going to be a little interesting to watch what happens there. Folks, that's a good uh, note to wrap us up on. At Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft. Make sure you head on over to betonline.ag and use promo code BELIEVE to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We'll be back with more Scouting Report episodes. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.